welcome to the TWS Sports Podcast. There's no heroes in Test Cricket, son. Retire hurt. August guy in makeup saying, do you need any shampoo? Do you need any conditioner? My car stunk for about a week and I couldn't get rid of the smell. But it turned out that the decanter report had been donated to the owner of the hotel by Nelson Mandela upon his release from Robin Island and someone had nicked it. Hello, my name is Simon Lazeby and I'm a presenter on Sky Sports. You may have seen me present sports such as the F1, international rugby, England cricket and golf from around the world. However, I wanted to come and give you some information about the TWS Sports Podcast. The TWS Sports Podcast is the only podcast in the UK which is hosted by autistic students who interview some of the biggest names in sport. Each week, they speak to a different sports person and delve deep into their lives talking about the highs and the lows of their career and what makes them a top athlete in their sport. The TWS Sports Podcast were voted the best sports podcast in the world that promotes social equality. They picked up that honour at the 2021 Sports Podcast Awards. So if you're a sports fan and want to hear these great stories with questions from some amazing young people who promote autism, then the TWS Sports Podcast is the podcast for you. Technowood School is a school for autistic children and young adults and we have set this podcast up to provide our pupils with a fantastic opportunity to develop a range of skills whilst interviewing top sports men and women from a variety of different sports. Joining us today on the TWS Sports Podcast is a professional footballer. He's a striker for Warsaw. Welcome to the podcast, Danny Johnson. It's nice to have you. Yeah, thank you very much. Before we start, we just want to say that throughout this podcast, if you have any questions for us about anything, think about our podcast or you have a question about autism then please ask we'd like to answer your questions too yeah we'd like to start our podcast with with some random questions before we start talking about your career you ready oh no pressure <laughs> don't worry don't worry you can <laughs> yeah. take your time yeah who is the most famous it person in your phone book oh oh good question probably nigel clough okay. nigel clough uh, mansfield manager uh, obviously son of brian clough okay if you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be and why? Good question. Good question. You've got me. Um, I don't know. I'd like to think I wouldn't like to change with anyone. I'm quite happy with uh, what I've got going. If you could have any superpower, what would you have and why? Oh, invisibility. Okay. Invisibility. What, what, to escape training? <laughs> no, no comment. Um, yeah. That's usually my line. <laughs> Go anywhere, can't you? You can't be seen. Um, yeah, definitely invisibility. Thank you for answering those questions. Let's chat about your career. We want to take you back to the beginning and talk about your childhood. What are your memories of, of growing up? And did you always want to be a footballer? Yeah, um, basically as soon as... Um, I was born and could start moving. Um, Mum and Dad said I was trying to kick everything, <laughs> even if it wasn't a football. Oh dear. Um, so um, yeah, I always wanted to be a footballer. Um, don't think anyone was anything was going to get in my way. Um, childhood memories. Um, Mum and Dad used to take me all the time to training and watch every game. Um, my grandpa, uh, who's just passed away, he would take me. Got me a first season ticket and took me down to watch games of football. Um, so yeah, some good memories really of football and um, obviously uh, going across to the field with your mates and kicking a ball around and having a good kick around was uh, obviously fun when you're younger. I know, I, I lost my grandpa yeah. sometime earlier this year, September. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. 
Last in fact, last time we were here, we were signing. We got a shirt signed from yeah. him. Oh, sorry about that. But anyways, yeah. let's get off the side topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. topic. Otherwise, we're, we're both going to start crying. You'll never get this done. <laughs> but so I have to. I'm going to go off script for a second. Yeah. I have to ask. Did you ever send a ball through a window? No, I don't think I did. Okay, that's no. good. Is that something that you've done? <laughs> no. Luckily, yeah. the last person we interviewed mentioned sending a ball through a window and oh, saying no. that that a shed would seem round, but at the end it looked more like it had a sunroof instead of a Yeah, see, I'm a goal scorer, so I know where the target is. <laughs> <laughs> so I know not to hit the, uh, any windows. <laughs> you, you started your career in at Middlesbrough, then... I Go hate on. you sometimes. No, no, it's a difficult Go on, Harleypool. But sadly got released by the club at a young age. What are your, mem- what are your memories of being at that club? Um, yeah, it was um, difficult really. Um, obviously you grew up like you want to play football and um, you try everything to... Middlesbrough was my boyhood club uh, where I was born, had the season ticket. And um, yeah, I uh, was there for one season and I got released. Um, so that was difficult um, my best mate got released on the same day as well we both signed for the club on the same day and um, yeah it was uh, it was difficult really because um, he didn't go on to play again unfortunately um, but luckily I got a break Hartlepool came straight in for me a, a day later um, and I decided to go um, I could have packed it in at that moment in time but luckily I didn't and I went to I went to Hartlepool and then uh, had a good six years there from under 13s up to under 18s and then obviously uh, you get released again and you get another knock back in football and then you and you start questioning where do you turn to now hmm. no off, off topic thing yeah. you, do you ever worry about doors flying <laughs> off their hinges with how hard your teammates slam them um, not at this moment in time because I'm not behind the door <laughs> you're behind the door <laughs> you know, have you worry about the door flying breaking <laughs> no you'll be fine you'll be fine because I'm hearing a lot of slamming back there. <laughs> I want to, I know exactly what happens when you slam a door yeah. or mess with a door. It'll break away off the hinges. Yeah. And I'm not, and I've done it before, so I should know. <laughs> okay. You moved to Spain to play for re, re, real. Pra- <laughs> I just practice this word. I've got a difficult few clubs for you to pronounce. <laughs> I think I hard one or something. Yeah, Adam keeps doing this to me, and I don't like it. Oh, you're good. Go on. Mercia? Real Mercia. Mercia. Yeah. Why did you decide to move there and why didn't it work out? You'll really enjoy this story. Okay. It was nothing to do with football, basically. Um, my agent at the time um, had links with uh, Scandinavia and Eastern Europe. Eastern Europe. Um, he said, did I want to go to Slovakia? The answer was no. Did I want to go to Denmark? Maybe because I speak English. And then he said, funny enough, um, do you want to go to Spain next week on trial? Uh, there's a club that want to have a look at you. And I was like... Spain? Spain, holiday. <laughs> Put two and two together, all paid for. Yeah, why not? Like, If nothing comes of it, then at least I've had five days taken in something, a different culture, different mm-hmm. um, different scenery, different language, different way of life. Hope you had a stomach for spice. Oh, <laughs> no, I struggle with the Spanish food. And, uh, <laughs> so do I, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm very English, very English food, so, um, no, I ju- that's that's how the Spain thing came up, and um, I went out there, scored five goals in two games in three, four days, and <laughs> ended up with a, a contract, 
Um, so yeah, um, I don't think my mum and dad wanted me to go. Um, and because I'm a family lad, like I love being around my family. Um, so yeah, for me that was a that was a big decision. I remember sitting at the table and because um, they just faxed the the contract across and the, and my mum and dad were like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" Um, and you're going, "If you keep saying it, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm start doubting it. it." I'm not gonna do it. Um, so yeah, that was um, that was the story behind uh, Spin. You then moved to Billingham to play non-league football. How did non-league football help you to develop? Good question. Very good question. Um, yeah, so the story behind that one, um, came back from Spain. Um, I couldn't get a, a professional club, so I ended up having to go to non-league. Um, and play part-time football and try and uh, start again. Um, at first, I really did struggle um, at Billingham because um, I thought I should be playing higher. Um, and um, yeah, it was difficult to adjust to, um, you don't have really have a job, um, so it's difficult to, um, to keep yourself going really. Uh, but luckily, um, yeah, that, uh, that was a, an eye-opener at Billingham. Then you had a really successful period at... <laughs> I hate this! Sorry, it's my clubs. Glaceborough. Okay, Glaceborough, town. Why did you... <coughs> why were you so successful at the club and how did they get the best out of you? Um, yeah, the manager there was uh, absolutely fantastic. He had seen a little bit of potential in me whilst I was at Billingham. Uh, it didn't work out there, and um, obviously I had to move on to to Gisborough for a fresh start. And um, I don't know. Um, I think everything in life happens for a reason, and for some reason um, I rang two, three clubs to see if they would take me. And he was the first person that got back to me. Um, probably paid the, the least amount of money, but it wasn't about that. It was about going and playing um, playing football and. He really did give me a belief that um, to go and enjoy myself, and then he will, he will get me on the right path. And um, fair play to him. I still speak to him these days, every now and again, because uh, he he did a lot for a lot for me. Um, and I think I uh, struck up a good partner, partnership with the striker there. Um, we got over a hundred goals in that season between us. Um, so yeah, um, and then things just took off from there, really. You then got a big move to Cardiff City with manager Oli Gunnar. I hate this guy's last name. Solskjaer. Solskjaer. How did this move come about? And that it and is that a big move from a non-league to a championship? Yeah, it was um, massive, really. Um, there was an instance um, I was playing in a derby game at Gisborough, and um, I knew there was a bit of interest. I knew Middlesbrough were interested. They'd come to watch, and then. Um, there was uh, three or four Cardiff scouts lined up along the touchline and for some reason uh, I made eye contact with the badge and thought, mm, who are they here for? It's a bit unusual to have a Cardiff badge so far away um, and I did something really good in that game and they praised me for it um, whilst I was playing. So yeah, something just clicked there that um, I went down to Cardiff on trial and um, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer um, said to me that he wanted a project because uh, he told me when he was in Norway that he uh, went from non-league in Norway to playing for Man United within 18 months 
and he wanted a project to um, try and develop me and turn me into um, a, a league striker. Um, and then, um, unfortunately, he got sacked. Um, so that put, a, put an end to that project whilst I was down there. What was it about Cardiff that made you want to join the club? Um, they were in the Premier League at the time. Um, they'd just been relegated. Um, and like I said in the, uh, the previous question, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was a massive part. Um, I had the chance to go to Middlesbrough, my boyhood club. But um, I felt as though the best move for me football-wise was to, to get away from home, get my head down and uh, concentrate and um, play for Cardiff. And unfortunately that didn't really uh, pan out. Sadly, it didn't work out at Cardiff. Why was this and how did you deal with another setback in your career? Sorry, if this is a is a question to ask. Yeah, no, no, it's it's a great question. It's that's um, that's what makes a good uh, a good interview, really. Um, yeah, that was in that was another. So being released from Middlesbrough, being released from Hartlepool, struggled in Spain, difficult at Billingham, and then you go to um, Cardiff, and once again you you get released. So um, probably my parents were the best thing that kept me going. Um, my family and my brother, um, they were brilliant and they, growing up, um, drilled into me that um, no matter how many times you get back up, you uh, get knocked down, that you, you get back up and um, that you keep going like yourselves, you probably have setbacks in your life and how do you react? You've got to get back up and get going and get through the, the tough times, no matter how hard it is that you just, you've got to keep yourself going really. Okay, this has nothing to do with sports, so you know this question. Oh, you put me on the spot again. What is the one question that you would never answer? Do I like my wife's stacking of the dishwasher? (laughs) If you're you're refused to answer it, I think it gets the answer. Oh dear. No, that's a question, yeah, she'll, um, I'm sure she'll love that. Just uh, don't, you are aware this thing gets, this thing's get sent all over the place, so you better hope she doesn't listen It'll to be this. all right. So almost she's going to start questioning you about that. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. What else is going to happen? You want to wind up on the couch yeah, for a week? If I'm lucky. <laughs> what, you have a doghouse? <laughs> Possibly. No, I don't have a doghouse, but uh, got a good garage. <laughs> <laughs> we have some photos that we wanted to share with you. We want you to tell us about the photo and what, and what that time of your life was like. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. Possibly one of the best days of my life. Um, yeah, um, wife. Um, yeah, she's amazing. Uh, she's my rock. Um, as you can see, how happy we are in that photo. <laughs> um, we uh, unfortunately had to postpone the wedding for a year because of uh, COVID. Oh, the year, yeah, that thing. I think you yeah, that yeah. thing was coming up. Yeah, so, um, yeah, no, we had a, we had a great day with family and friends. Um, wasn't too big a wedding. Um, had about 80, 80 guests, but um, just just enough, and uh, everyone had a good time. And yeah, mm-hmm. um, so many memories from that day. This one's got me nervous. <laughs> oh, oh god, yeah, oh yeah. It's that. a hospital <laughs> picture. That's yeah. never a good sign. So, um, yeah, hold up for the camera. Um, that one fractured my metatarsal. It's now bone, like bone in the leg. Bone in my foot. Yeah. Ouch. And yeah, it was. Um, Sometimes you get lucky and you don't need surgery to correct it, but... I think you can guess what happened there. Yeah, I needed surgery, so they... 
know if you're squeamish or if you want to know but the drill the screw in the outside of my foot down the bone to help I watched Operation Ouch I watched I actually watched things oh, rather you than me freaks me out a little bit okay <coughs> this one's slightly less squeamy oh yeah good times um, she's gone for Walsall um, yeah um, last season um, great times here uh, with the fans um, that was after Wimbledon hmm. I think it was when I went around the keeper um, so what's with the, the celebration apart from doing this that's yeah the reason behind it um, obviously initials DJ Danny Johnson um, course, yeah. probably um, I've not really got uh, probably got two left feet on the dance floor <laughs> um, not really got any rhythm with any music so that's got nothing to do with being a DJ or anything like that just literally initials and I think when I was at Leighton Orient that's when it really took off uh, the commentator was it's the DJ and they made a thing of um, remixing because I kept scoring so that just was born out of that and then ever since I've, I've just rolled with it Oh yeah, little uh, little Rosie. Um, yeah, so cute. like I say, wedding day, best day of my life. Um, that was um, that was an absolutely amazing experience. Um, uh, my wife um, during birth, she had a bit of uh, difficulty. I hope she doesn't mind me saying, but um, yeah, she was amazing. Um, and she got Rosie here. Um, yeah, absolutely perfectly. So. Yeah, she's growing up really quick now, and um, yeah, I just love holding her, as you can see there, the, mm -hmm. the happiness on my face. Is <laughs> yeah, the joy. she's so tiny. Oh, she's so tiny there, she's not so much now, she... Um, she grew a bit. She's grew, she's a milk monster, so to speak, and she's just started weaning. Um, and getting, so, teeth. Yeah, coming through, crying a lot. Well, it's painful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell me, she like I've seen it on her face. <laughs> But, I mean, she literally we had nowhere for the teeth to come in at first yeah. with your yeah. baby. So you can imagine what the teeth are doing. <coughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're coming through, believe me. They're going to start coming soon. Um, she's oh, obviously blessed that she's... Um, you can get stuff to try and help it now, can't you? Stuff like that. Yeah, but, it's like um, sticking their pacifiers in a fridge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And chewy stuff. You oh, move. Chewy stuff, she's on there. Okay. Not table legs. You no, move. Absolutely not. Anything like Government to play football. How did you find the difference between playing in England and Scotland? Yeah, it was a it was a big change really. Um, obviously, um, I've come from non-league. Um, I was at Gateshead for a bit and then jumped up to um, the Scottish Premiership, which was a massive thing really. Um, you go from playing uh, in front of crowds of. Uh, maybe a thousand, two thousand, a few thousand if you're lucky to then playing against Celtic Rangers, the big, the big giants on TV, um, and luckily I scored in those games. So I've got really, really fond memories of Scotland. You never really settled for too long at any of your clubs. How did you find moving around the country every few years, and what impact does it have on your fam, you and your family? Well, obviously Rosie's probably yeah. too young to know what the heck's going on. Yeah, um, that that's football. Um, I don't think I can ever get too settled. I plan to move to Scotland. I bought a house. Um, my partner, um, she moved up there. Um, she got a job, and then things change in football. 
and it can change quickly and then we had to move. Um, luckily for me, we've had some great um, experiences in life together moving around. Um, we've really enjoyed it. Um, not many people can say that they've lived in different areas of the country, seen different ways in life, different people, different cities. And um, no, you've, I think in football you get the luxury that you've got that possibility that you can move around um, often, especially playing in the low leagues of, of England. That's more common um, to move around, but not. Um, obviously, there comes a time when um, you will move back home, but uh, for now, no, we're really enjoying experiencing different things and around the country. You then returned to, to England with Leighton Orient. Orient and Mansfield. Yeah. How do you look back on your time with those two clubs? Yeah, complete polar opposite, I would, I would say. Um, moved out of Leighton Orient, um, started doing well, and then obviously the C word, the COVID came along. Um, season got completely um, postponed. Yeah, so you can imagine me and my wife. Oh, that dog's not coming through. <laughs> they're just being lively in the canteen. Um, Sounds like they're more like they're getting violent in there. <laughs> oh, that's not the case. That, that's just some macho lads in there trying to show off to each other. <laughs> yeah, the um, so Lytton, um, so Lytton Orient. Yeah, it was completely polar. Polar opposites, really. Um, really enjoyed it down there once we got going after COVID. Um, so yeah, it was um, really good. Scored loads of goals, um, and then obviously I wanted to move. Uh, living in London away from family was uh, difficult, really, um, especially during COVID. So the opportunity to move up to Mansfield came, who obviously wanted to go and do well in the league, and it was close at home. Um, so uh, I couldn't really. Could really say no to that. Unfortunately, that didn't work out. So we're joined today by Matt McKay, the founder of Gold, who are sponsoring the podcast this season. So Gold, uh, can you tell us a little bit about it? What it is? Hundred percent. So Gold is a challenge app. So it's um, a platform where anybody anywhere in the world can compete with anybody at anything at any time. Um, it's an app, as I say, centred around positivity, but mainly challenges. So anybody can post a challenge about absolutely anything, and anybody, or as many people as possible, can take on that challenge. There's a live leaderboard, so you can see where you rank against anybody in those challenges. But what does make this app different from TikTok, Instagram, and other apps out there? Well, this is purely a, challenges, a challenge app. We didn't, we're not a social media we just wanted to create a platform for people to be able to enjoy and compete at challenges. So whether you're into sport, baking, trick shots, whatever it may be, this is a platform uh, for people to be able to share and enjoy challenges together in just a really positive online space. So we're called Gold Challenges. We're on all the major social media platforms, our website, uh, goldchallenges.com. Um, yeah, and you can go download the app in any of the, the app stores. And yeah, it's just been an absolute honour to be able to, to sponsor the podcast and, and seeing how much the students come on and, and develop as, uh, as a result of it. And yeah, really, really proud to be, be a part of it. Brilliant. And that's gold, G-O-A-L-D. G-O-A-L-D, yeah. Brilliant. So thank you so much, Matt, for say, coming down and supporting our students and supporting the podcast. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Random question time. Okay. 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 <coughs> if you were to host a dinner party and you could invite three people, one who has died, one current celebrity and one cartoon character... 
Who would you invite and why? Well, cartoon character. I'm going to have to say Peppa Pig. Because the little one's just got on the Peppa Pig. And okay. she's a bit mischievous, so I'll imagine her face lighting up. Um, a celebrity. Oh. oh, celebrity, celebrity, celebrity. Um, definitely not Piers Morgan, probably. Um, yeah, maybe no one with a history of saying things they should not. Yeah, um, would make it interesting, though, wouldn't it? You have a kid who's, <laughs> yeah. who's, who's, yeah. who's young enough to have to be, to be able to pick up her first yeah, word. We've got Peppa Pig there, so we're all right. She's distracted by Peppa Pig. Um, celebrity. Oh, I'm probably going to have to say um, Ronaldo mm-hmm. for how driven he is. Um, that's a celebrity and someone who has died. Oh, um, I'm trying to think. Um, we'll go for two of my grandparents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have another, um, another meal with them. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. And they get to meet their yeah. little. Yeah, look, luckily, um, my grandpa, a funny story really, I uh, don't mind sharing it. Um, luckily, we managed to take Rosie back to. To meet my grandpa before he passed away um, and I came up with the idea that um, whilst he was in the wheelchair that I would get my dad to push my grandpa whilst he's pushing the pram and his face completely lit up so <laughs> yeah so yeah that was uh, that was nice that was nice time for a rather interesting game of would you rather nothing uh, was yeah. weird sorry <coughs> yeah okay are you ready yeah go on this will be fun night in or night out night in well, obviously. Night <laughs> Beach holiday or city break? Beach holiday. Okay. Would you rather talk to animals or speak every language? Speak every language. Okay. Definitely. I tried to learn Spanish and it was so difficult. It went brat brat. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to learn a language, sure. Okay. Would you rather explore the space or the bottom of the ocean? Space, by far. Fascinates me. There's yeah. got to be something out there. What and plus, neither have oxygen. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. What What would you What would you? Um, probably bottom of the ocean because you don't have to worry about being sucked into a black hole. <laughs> Fair enough. What happens if there's a shark in there? Don't. Just stay away from. <laughs> exactly. 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 Don't go in an area with sharks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Simple as. Yeah. And plus, wouldn't the pressure of being that deep be too much for a shark? Possibly. I don't know. I'm not going there. <laughs> Would you rather go forward 200 years and see your future family or go back 200 years and meet your ancestors? Ooh. That is a great question. So now I would say I would like to go forward because I would like to see Rosie's family. In a way. In a way. But then we've got a christening gown in our family that we've managed to trace back to 1880, roughly. So overall, what's that, 140 years now. So maybe I would like to go back to see where it started, possibly. Hmm. I'm very torn on that one, to be honest. <laughs> very torn, so I'm going to sit on the fence, if, that, if that's okay. Okay. Yeah. After a spell at Mansfield, you joined Warsaw on loan and got off to an amazing start. How did you look? How do you look back on your first few months at Warsaw? Yeah, it was amazing. Simply, like, I can't. Um, the way I came in with the lads, um, the fans, how I was performing, um, scoring goals, it was no, it was absolutely amazing, to be honest. And um, I really loved that six-month spell. 
it was a shame it was only for six months really um, but yeah uh, I can't 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 speak highly enough of that spell um, that spell was you relationships like with the manager Michael Flynn Michael Flynn yeah. Michael Flynn I believe he's done one of these interviews, has he? With yourself yes, he was year. our first interview here. Yeah, I got on. I got on really well with him. Um, for me personally, is what I needed at that, that exact time. Uh, maybe you go back to your earlier question about what what went well so well at Gisborough. Um, the manager at the right time. Um, yeah, he was brilliant for me after what uh, um, Mansfield not really working out. Uh, it was really um, it was really good to come here and. He just left me um, in you, um, and you went and performed. And when I hadn't performed, and he'd, he'd obviously make a joke of that, um, and obviously would laugh about that. But knowing fine well that I would pop up and get a goal and get a result for the team. These guys are always joking around with each other. Most of the younger ones poking fun at the older ones. Oh, absolutely. So I'm in the old category now. So and, um, you get poked at. Not, poked so, fun at. not so much because. Um, <laughs> don't go for me but no um, but no yeah the good group of lads as you can hear and they're, they're all laughing and joking around there so mm-hmm. um, and being it's a, and raising a ruckus yeah that's uh, <laughs> I hope all that your pot plant pat, plates are still intact <laughs> I hope so because I need some food sometime <laughs> <laughs> you then returned to Mansfield last January after such a good ter- time on loan here did Walsall try to buy you in the in the January transfer window? Yep, um, Walsall definitely tried. Um, and I definitely tried to come back. But Mansfield but, went, no. But fo- that's football, unfortunately. Um, and um, yeah, you can't, re- can't really see too much about that because um, uh, Mansfield, um, obviously, they, they had their own uh, intentions. And sometimes in football, they, they don't match up with yourself. So um, people pulling in different directions and um, yeah unfortunately we couldn't get to an agreement for me to come back um, as much as as much as I tried mm. on on the 19th of April 2013 on 20 and 23 which was this yeah. year a few months ago yeah literally a couple of months ago today yeah <laughs> Michael <coughs> Flynn was sacked as manager of Warsaw you then signed for Warsaw a few weeks later. Were you nervous about rejoining the club after the manager had just been sacked? Um, not so much, no, um, because obviously I know the, the manager in charge now. He was part of the staff last year. Um, but if we talk to him at second time? Yeah. Um, like I say, um, you hear the lads, it's a really good group of lads, and I know people always say it's a really good group of lads, but um, yeah, there's no clicks here. Um, everyone gets on that was quite a, a big part of that um, fitting in um, and um, yeah um, the fans the way the fans took to me last year that um, I felt happy and comfortable here and sometimes in football um, I've maybe moved when I was happy and I shouldn't have moved and uh, I think as you get older you get more wiser and you know you know when the what the right thing is to do and um, obviously yeah I've come back to the club Matt Sadler then became Warsaw manager. What did Matt change about the team after he became manager? Well, I think every manager's got the, the different different ways about going um, about things, about um, training methods um, and stuff like that. So um, difficult to put a, um, 
a finger on everything, but um, obviously there's a lot of things that have changed from uh, manager to manager, regardless of what club you're at, this club, another club, um, and that's part and parcel of the football team. So you've got to adapt to, to different ways of um, different ways of doing things. How does Matt try to get the best out of you? Um, well, I think he knows that I'm a I'm a poacher, um, and um, he wants me to work hard. Um, and that being a poacher sometimes is a bit difficult. But obviously, yeah, you've got to you've got to adapt, and um, you want to give your best that you can day in day out in training, going into every game. Um, so regardless of um, what club you're at and who's in charge, different things happen, um, and then obviously you need to adapt and try and get the best out. But firstly, you get the best out yourself. How do you get the best out yourself for that situation? Um, you know, that's the that's the main thing, really. So, some Walsall fans have gotten in touch with some questions for you. Yeah. You up for that? Yeah, go to go then. Okay. The first one comes from David Green, who asked, asks, in your loan spell here, you played lots and scored lots of goals. At, at the moment, you're not starring, starting in as, as many games. Yeah. Why do you think this is? Different scenario, different situations. Um, good question. Very good question. Um, uh, yeah. Um, as you can say, um, start the season off well, and then Freddie's uh, coming into his own, and um, Freddie's done brilliant. Um, change of formation, it happens. Um, if you're playing one up top and Freddie's scoring every week, what can you do? Um, so yeah, um, I'd say I'll put it down to that really. Our second Antonina. Last question from our fans. Yes. Yeah. From your fans. Okay, it comes from Liam Smith. Who asks, are you happy at Warsaw and playing for the manager? Yeah, definitely. Okay. What a question that is. <laughs> obviously, you, you want to play football um, week in, week out. Um, obviously, you know, it's going to be difficult when you're not playing because you've got a squad of players. Everyone wants to play every game. Otherwise, you wouldn't be a footballer. You would have packed it in. Um, but yeah, obviously, you've got to... Um, you've got to keep going. I've been through it enough times that um, you know football changes very quickly and you've got to keep yourself ready for when, when things change and uh, make sure you take your opportunity. What do you need to do to, to get back into the team and play every week? Work hard. Keep working hard. Um, keep doing what I do best. Um, and f football, things do change and they can change very quickly. Um, so yeah, you've just got to, you've got to try and keep positive uh, and know that this isn't forever and that uh, things will change and you've got, when things do change, like I say, you've got to, you know, you get rejected and released at young age and you've got to get yourself, pick yourself back up and keep going. You've got to, you've got to keep going and if you don't, then I wouldn't still be at this level now. Um, yeah. At the time of recording, you are currently are five points off the playout, the playoffs in night in fifteenth place. Can we also make it to the playoffs this season? And how can they push themselves up the table? I can't see why not. Can't see why not. <laughs> You've see this is the thing with the league two. Um, you come. Well, I've played a few years in this league now. Anyone can beat anyone. Hmm. We've been beaten by teams below us, but we've beaten teams above us. So. Nothing to fear. Hmm. Nothing to fear. 
so I can't see why not. Um, many of the teams have got promoted from this league from being consistent and sticking together as a group and a um, bit of consistency and like we've had three wins in the last week that's that's been fantastic that's lifted us back up and uh, got us closer towards the playoffs and um, going into the Christmas period let's get some more results hmm. okay time for an interesting topic <coughs> this is okay this is interesting this is okay okay what do you want to do when you retire from football yeah so this is a question that many footballers dread and when I hope it's okay yeah, when that when that time when that time comes, um, obviously you've got to start preparing. For many years, all you want to do is play football. But recently, over the last maybe four years, um, I've got an interest in property, and homes under the hammer are series linked, and I'm working through the backlog of that at this moment in time. Um, so I've started a property company on the uh, in the background, and I am uh, developing that um, as I go. So I would like to um, maybe start on the homes and the hammer wonder, like the under. <laughs> okay. Every week on the podcast, we like our guests to ask questions to one another. Yeah. So we get a guest to ask a question, but they have no idea who the question is going to be for. Right. Okay. This week, week's question comes from our previous guest, who is Wolves legend Steve Ball, and he asks, "Have you ever got drunk before a match?" Well, you've asked the wrong person. So the answer's no. I don't drink. Okay, then we're good. <laughs> so the answer's no. Um, okay. Yeah, never got into drinking. Um, don't know why, just never did. Yeah, he's that, he asked this because he's told yeah. a story about the time he did. Did he? I yeah. can imagine. New Year's, apparently. <coughs> he got drunk. Did he? And he had a nasty hangover. Yeah, did he? The day of a match. <laughs> Uh-oh, trouble. Yeah, he sobered up about halfway through. Different era as well. See, I struggle playing football sober, never mind drunk, so... (laughs) Could you do the same, please? Can you think of a question for our next guest? But we aren't going to tell you who the guest is. The question could be anything you want. It doesn't even have to have anything to do with sport. Well, that's a difficult one. If you could... Oh, yeah. Probably go on and go, um, what is your favourite cheat meal? Like a, a nightmare like pizza or takeaway, what is, uh, it, your, what is your go to? <laughs> yeah, your favourite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your favourite cheap meal? <laughs> no one will know, but it's uh, a local delicacy back in Middlesbrough, it's uh, a palm oil. Okay. Um, yeah, you'll have to research afterwards <laughs> yeah, and you'll have to stick it up. Uh, chicken parmesan and chips, um, so it's like a breaded chicken, a scallop breast yeah. with uh, white bechamel sauce on top and then cheese on top and... Lots of chips. But lots of calories. <laughs> lots and lots of calories. Who cares? Who cares when you're eating it? Oh, but you do get a portion of salad at the side, so it does. There's some goodness there. So, somewhere, somewhere. But that's my that's my go-to. We're not going to ask you if you had any of that recently, because they might hear, and you might get your ear chewed <laughs> off. No comments. <laughs> I'd like to say, I would just like to say a big thank you again for everyone who listens to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Please continue to leave reviews and pass our <coughs> podcast on to our fr- your friends and family. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today, Danny. We really enjoyed speaking with you. And it means so much to us as a podcast, as a school, and a podcast. We have the opportunity to speak with you. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. Mm-hmm.
The TWS Sports Podcast has some really exciting news to bring you. We have been shortlisted and nominated for 2024 Sports Podcast Awards. This is the award that we won two years ago. We came runner-up last year, so we desperately would like to win it again. But to be able to win it, we need your help. So we need as many votes as possible. To vote, just go on the Sports Podcast Awards website. So in any search engine, just search Sports Podcast Awards. Go on the website, click Vote Now. And we are in the best equality and social impact podcast category. There's lots of great podcasts in this category, but obviously we think we're the best. We hope you think we're the best. So we really, really want your votes. It takes one, two minutes maximum to set an account and vote for us. So please visit Sports Podcast Awards. Click vote now. Go to the best equality and social impact podcast category and drop TWS Sports Podcast a vote. Thank you. The TWS Sports Podcast combines autism and sport. This unique podcast is hosted by children with autism, and each week they interview famous sportsmen and women from around the world. The TWS Sports Podcast takes you deep into the sports star's career, their highs and lows, what happens away from the field of play, and so much more. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other podcast apps. The TWS Sports Podcast, where autism and sports combine.